0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk P.M., Rick Sola. And that's how we feel
1: today. That's how we feel.
0: Broncos bravado. Friday, Trigoski. Brad Williams in here. He's trying to fix that mic. Look at him. He's like, nope, that's not going to work. Oh, he's out of here. See you later, Brad.
1: Where'd Brad go?
0: Well, he's going to try to get that mic going. Otherwise, we're going to be doing... Okay. We're going to play microphone because we didn't think ahead. Like, oh, you know what? If the three of us are going to be in here for a minute, because <laughs> Brad wants to talk about a pretty cool story that happened at Logan High School today during their pep rally. Very cool. When Sam Samansky,
2: Sal Samansky, Sal,
0: Sal Samansky, Sal, my bad. Sam, I wrote Sam. Sal Samansky, soccer player there. Look at Brad. So, how's this mic sound? Just. How does this sound? It sounds terrible. Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mood we're in, I think. But, we're in the mood. But, but to Saul talk Szymanski soccer. is a Logan High School soccer player. Yes. And with no unbeknownst to anybody, maybe his parents, I'm not even sure. Because uh, a company in town, you can sign up for grants, you can write an essay or, or what, what have you. And, and Saul got on the website. And wrote a little essay to get some grant money. Coach didn't know. Team didn't know. I don't know if his parents knew. I guess you know, Sal, your parents out there listening, you are probably at the, you know, homecoming pre-party right now. So doubt it. But uh, Dick Sporting Goods awarded him not only. I think. I think regular grants. Just you know, usually it's a coach, usually principal, athletic director, or something. Five thousand dollar grant here. Five thousand dollar grant there. $10,000 grant for the Logan boys soccer team. It's just because the, of, of Sal's initiative to go out and write this essay, whatever it was, maybe we should get our hands on the essay, Brad. Did you yeah. ask him? I, did, I didn't
2: ask. I, I, they were in a hurry to celebrate homecoming. After the big rally, it was uh, the the homecoming rally at Logan, and Dick's Sporting Goods presented the big check for yep $10, the Happy Gilmore check is what I call and it. And it, it was and it was very cool, and and Sal was happy about it, and the coach was happy about it, and everybody uh, is uh, very happy at Logan today,
0: right? The co- and the coach is totally surprised, like, oh, we're getting ten thousand dollars. How many soccer debts can we use, you know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the soccer team could use with this money. Um, and also Brad since you were out there you know when when they when they awarded this teams like to get together and jump around and you know Brad did you get in the, there and jump around with is, the team
2: uh, Well they jumped around and they did the Macarena and they did uh, all sort of Michael
0: Jackson They did not do any sort of thing. They don't even know what any of that it means <laughs> they, they don't didn't. seem to but
2: they were playing the music and oh, they, they were, were playing just like the yeah Macarena. so somebody like their parents may have picked that I don't know some Watching some movie from the '90s, they picked up the Macarena. So. Nick
0: Marcoux's <laughs> out there picking the Macarena to play as the celebration <laughs>
2: But, but music. they, uh, yeah, and they have a picture of the soccer team from Logan, and so it's it's very nice. And you'll be able to see it at some point on WisdomNews.com.
0: So. Yeah, check it out in a little bit here. Brad's a busy man. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Brad. Okay. Get out, of here, here, with Get out of here with that. Get out here with that. 1970s, Mike.
1: It's like a 1970s game show host, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: should be one of them really long ones yeah. from uh, The
1: Price Is Right.
0: The, the, not The Price Is uh, Right. What's Bob the Parker one? one? Yeah, what's yeah, the one where the guy kiss? What's the, the guy where the guy kisses everybody?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh Match Game. game. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, no, not Match Game. Yeah, Family Feud. Family Feud. Richard Dawson. Family Feud. Who probably?
0: Harvey kisses everybody, but he does Family. Well, they changed Family Feud into a very sexual innuendo show. Now it's great.
1: Yeah. Now the whole thing is how many. Sort of dirty jokes can you get in during an episode? Uh, how how well, that, in trouble can you Big Stick
2: Mike is Bob
0: Barker and Drew Carey. Big Stick Tracy Mike Ray that's Ray. what we uh Wisdom News on a Friday, Big Stick Mike. There we go. All right, later Big Stick Brad. <laughs> 608-785 7914. I mean, it was kind of a little stick really that mike he had. It was little <laughs> than the the one we usually use. Uh 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Just a little bit of news today. I mean, these are these are uh, just crazy. I mean, I mean, aside from the fact that we have to make we have to use de- devote a, a, a fair amount of time to the fact that Michael Dell got quote unquote raided because that's the word we use for anything. Anything the FBI does now is a raid, uh, raided by the FBI. In is it Hardee's or Arby's? That was the that was like is the dress red or is the dress. blue? green i don't know i don't remember turns out it was a
1: hardy's it was Mancato's a Yeah, mankato
0: doesn't have arby's are you kidding no they probably do have an arby's i didn't look did
1: you have you ever looked to see you know i would go to mankato every year for vikings training camp back in the day and i don't recall an arby's i may have hit up the Har- the hardys at some point
0: mankato's got two arby's they so got two arby's it would have been tough for the media to get to an arby's in mankato because they're like mike lindell's getting raided by the fbi right now we got to get to the arby's drive-thru oh which one? Oh no it was hardy's nobody get, nobody yeah. covered it um that is that can we public records request hardy's drive-thru <laughs> security video of mike lindell getting uh quote-unquote raided in the drive-thru oh the key question is what was he ordering right all this i need yeah. all the facts like we need I mean, the Mankato free press needs to be interviewing the drive through attendant, getting witness statements, uh, getting the order. Did he pay? Did he get his, you know, Hardee's as the Hardee's and Arby's. It's like the thick burger, right? Yeah, well, and their their way of uh, promoting themselves to the masses is the opposite of healthy. Like, we're the opposite. We've got the meats as Arby's and, and Burger King, uh, is similar to that, although, you know, their ad strategy is more like with the king, right? Like the Burger King sure. mascot. But their their burgers are like, we got thicker, fattier, greasier burgers <laughs> than everyone else. That's kind of their <laughs> shtick, right? And that's why Mike Lindell is going there. He's going to Hardee's because he needs a, Um Democrats now flooding the Hardys in, in La Crosse to show yeah. in support. I, I've we, heard. We
1: all need a real... Big greasy burger every now and then.
0: Definitely, definitely. I I, I just see like the the amount of um, you know hybrid cars that have been going through the Hardees lately. It used to be trucks with you know on the back the 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 dangling things on that, the back hitch. Oh hits. yeah, yeah. Uh, but now but now <laughs> it's it's Priuses, it's hybrids, it's Chevy Volts going through the Hardees driving, but they're still just ordering salad because they don't you know <laughs> they don't want to the the methane from the cows. They don't want to promote. Uh, methane gases from the, the cow farts. Anyway, that's UW Lacrosse political science professor, Dr. Anthony Jigoski getting all the great analysis. Have you even gotten to t- speak yet? I feel like I don't
1: not. I don't have anything to contribute about car, uh, cow farts.
0: Cow farts, all right. We'll yeah. we'll come back. We'll see if we can get him on uh, my pig fecal better. <laughs> I'm just gonna tone it down. It's a, a nice bit. Friday song. Uh, breaking news on a Friday. Yeah. There are two hardies in man Yeah, two hardies. Um, Which one was Mike Glendale stopped at? It wasn't all that long ago that there were two Hardys in the cross. Oh, okay. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: So I play this song because I was at the Elmer's Auto and Toy Museum. Right. If I had a million dollars. I wouldn't buy anything that was auctioned off today. But, man, people were spending some money. Oh, my God. Yeah. The pedal car. So I shared on Wisdom News this morning some of the stuff that was going for like $30,000, like pedal cars that are essentially one of kind, I guess. And, and you can think about it and you're like, like this Caterpillar bulldozer went for over $11,000, like a little kid bulldozer. I think it was a pedal car. It was, it was probably really cool back in the day. And I got, I, so I got to see it because all that stuff's just sitting out. You can walk around and stuff. And it's, you know, it's beat to, it's old, right? So it's beat to living hell. And I'm like, $11,000 for this? $11,000. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God. But I watch a couple of these auctions, and this stuff is going for, you know. So it's this toolbox. So my dad's like a Ford guy. So I grew up. I'm a Ford guy, right? This old toolbox, which just looks like a a wooden. It's just wood, and it's got little drawers. The drawers are not big enough for tools. Uh, my dad has plenty of toolboxes. I know how annoying it is when the drawers are little. You can only fit, like, three things in there. Uh. 1929 toolbox, and I'll share it later. I was thinking like, oh, that'd be cool. My dad would, you know, I wish I could bid on this. And it starts at $4,000. And that's what you would pay for a brand new toolbox. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, brand new toolbox, vintage. It says Ford on it. It's got St. Paul on it and the date. Uh, it, it, and then it kept going and oh, going no. and going. And it ended up either at thirty or $32,000. Oh. This... Just and I got and then I walk. I found it later because I'm walking around because you can walk around. I found it later. I was like, oh, there's the toolbox. I got to check it. because in the pictures on the screen it looked kind of awesome, but it's just they flash the pictures and then they go to a you know a vintage oil can that's inside the toolbox or something. They kind of flash it up, but close up, right? And then I go and I look at it and I'm like, mm, oh boy, this is not this is not a thirty-two thousand dollar anything, let alone a toolbox. Like it was just. I mean, it wasn't like going to fall apart or anything, but I was like, man, baby, people just might have might might have too much money out there. I, I feel like yeah, I'm going to get that home or go get that, and I'm be like, well, I'm kind of disappointed. A lot of the stuff you could buy online, so these people will have never have seen the things unless they, you know, if you're across the country, you're not going to fly in and then go home to bid online for the stuff. You're going to fly in and bid on the stuff in
1: person. So, yeah, and the auction company I heard you talking with them, they. Came to the site. You know, it's a big deal if the auction company will come to you to sell your wares.
0: Yeah, there's there's some give take there, right? Like if if that auction company doesn't sell the Elmer stuff, I'm probably not even talking about it. Yep, because I don't because I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But when. And and maybe just because my parents and family grew up in antique and old car crap, that I know, like when I go home, my parents are literally watching them become auctions on sure. Motor Trend TV, and those cars are going for f- millions of dollars. So I was like, oh, this place is coming. This would be like having Brett Favre come uh, do the Lacrosse Talk PM, you know? Wow. But, you know, pre
1: or post welfare, money yeah, we would have to. In Mississippi. Well we,
0: well, we would funnel some of the, the uh, Governor Tony Evers YWCA money to help the oh. homeless. We would funnel that from Governor Evers to the YWCA to Brett Favre, the Favre Foundation, to have Favre come speak. And then we would maybe just say that we spoke about the homeless situation.
1: <laughs> some things, Rick. Right- just make you shake your head, and
0: therefore we're promoting homelessness with Brett Favre on the show.
1: <laughs> welfare money going to a volleyball facility that is, his daughter plays for—that is—is one of the most like ridiculous scandals. It's almost too ridiculous to even believe. But then there are the text messages from Brett Favre to prove it happened.
0: This isn't getting leaked to the media, is it? Oh no, this stuff's always secret. These this yeah. welfare money is always. Also, like if this happened, this scenario that I'm talking about where we use the YW Governor Evers gave the YWCA a million dollars. That happened. I was there. If we somehow use that million dollars to get Brett Favre to come here and talk about homelessness and gave him the million dollars. Also, Brett Favre never spoke it was because, no show because the Mississippi gave him one point one million dollars to or Mississippi. Yeah, yep. Mississippi gave him. Also, isn't Mississippi Jackson, Mississippi, is the capital, of, right? Yeah, they they're, also
1: don't have clean water. They
0: literally can't drink water. Not they. They're literally they're in a worse position than French Island. Yeah. Also, French Island uh, people can't drink their water over a year and a half now. Jackson, Mississippi. You turn your faucet on, it comes out like black yeah, water. Yeah, it's I've just seen like videos. a weird color. Yeah, and it's and it's like very dangerous. Like when you're drinking Pifa's water, it's dangerous down the road. I yep. think. Yeah. But when you're drinking whatever's coming out of uh, the pipes in Jackson, Mississippi, right now, so at the same time that this scandal gets leaked, and also it took journalists five years. Yep. When we talk about like throwing the media under bus, can't trust the media. Well, it took the media. It took journalists digging into this for five years. Incredible. And exposing and finally getting the text messages. However, how you would... How, the I don't smoking even know.
1: gun, the text right? messages.
0: That's, we always need to see the thing. This is uh, in, in the NBA right now. The Suns owner, uh, Sarver, is uh, he's a year suspended $10 billion fine because he's saying the N-word. Um, he's, he's asking players, and he owns the WNBA team and the NBA team. He's asking players very inappropriate sexual things. He's sharing pornographic videos with coworkers or underlings, I should say, because he's the owner. He's the top of the food chain there. He gets a year's suspension, but we don't see any of that. If we saw that, if we saw him say the N word or saw him share why we don't, I guess I kind of understand why, but we certainly should be able to see an email that he shared of a video. I don't know. Maybe he was doing it like in person, showing it on his phone or something. But if we see this stuff, then it's like, You're done but if we don't see it so we needed those text messages we needed to see oh this is this is awful
1: yeah and then Brett Favre loses any possible deniability because he is saying I, uh, no one's gonna find out about the money, right? Uh, this is legal, right? Or if it's if it's not legal, no one's gonna find out, right? I don't even think he. I think he, he was knew. Saying, like the most incriminating things ever in I those d- text messages. I don't
0: think he asked if it was legal. I think he already knew that yeah. this wasn't legit, <laughs> like right. using welfare money to help build the volleyball facility at the yeah, Mississippi College where, where my be, daughter uh, plays.
1: You don't need to be a government expert to know that that's illegal,
0: right? So this uh, happens, like right? The media. Now if Brett Favre was running for Congress or something running for office, Brett Favre would just automatically assume that the the evil media is going after him, right? Like this is the media going after, you know, whatever whatever if he's a Democrat or Republican, this would be the media going after him.
1: It's why investigative reporting is so important, Rick, and why it's really difficult for the media to pull off because like you said it takes years and lots of money to do And a lot of companies, especially local newspapers, I'm surprised even that a local newspaper in Mississippi had the resources to devote to this investigation. Obviously, I'm happy that they did because they exposed like just cartoonishly awful corruption in the government with Brett Favre and other top officials in the Mississippi government. So thank goodness that newspaper had the resources to do investigative reporting because not all Entities do and investigative reporting is just so important. How many times have we found public corruption through investigative reporting? It's just critical that that continues, even as the media faces challenges in its budgets and in its resources.
0: Yeah, the media not doing its job here in Lacrosse downtown. As uh, Ron Kind owns a business, owns a property that runs a business that advertises. Uh, we're still waiting. Oh, Ron Kind's not running for Congress nope. anymore, so we don't care about that. Six zero eight seven eight five. Hey, we did our due diligence. I talked to the police a couple of times about whether or not that business was uh, in you know nefarious dealings uh, through law enforcement, and they didn't have anything. Hey, so,
1: and some investigative reporting in Mankato, which Hardy's was it where of the two in Mankato? which Hardy's was it where the FBI stopped Mike Lindell?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to call the Mankato Free Press uh, over there. We gotta and get that just get down. Them, Maybe get him on the phone next week yeah. and just see what they can uncover with the Hardee's Gate.
1: Hardy's Gate. <laughs> Hardys Six, gate. Yeah.
0: Six oh eight. Hardy's is okay, so it's drive through Hardy's Gate, but Hardies Hardy's through? No. Nah. Hardy's uh no, I don't know. It would be fast food I don't know it be so if anyone isn't is is unaware of this we did joke about it at the beginning of the show Mike Lindell the My Pillow guy My Pillow guy why is Mike Lindell political well, Is it just because? I mean, he what There were rumors he was going to run for governor in Minnesota, but that never even that never even hinted, uh, smelled the daylight, right? Like I don't know if you could were, smell right. daylight, but
1: <laughs> you know, Mike Lindell was has been a top supporter of Donald Trump. He's been peddling these claims about the election being stolen, and this was an investigation related to an ongoing inquiry in Colorado. Basically, Lindell seemed to provide an indication that this was related to a federal grand jury in Grand Junction, Colorado. There is a public official in Colorado who is under investigation for allowing an unauthorized person to break into the county's election system in order to search for evidence that would validate election conspiracy theories. So essentially, there's this public... Official in Colorado letting someone just sort of tinker around, poke around, unauthorized in the election equipment to see if they could figure out that the I election mean, was stolen. What, and the Lindell best... was somehow involved.
0: And Lindell, yeah, and then he gets his somehow. I mean, is is that all it takes to get your name out there? I mean, and then everything that Lindell does is sponsored by My Pillow. Yeah, and all the people and all the pundits that talk uh, on Newsmax and whatnot. It's also like the My Pillow guy. MyPillow this guy. And the My Pillow guy, guy that. It's so funny too because now it's like oh there's the my pillow that I'm never going to buy now because uh, Mike Lindell and then other people totally opposite right like Mike Lindell fighting for freedom and Donald Trump so I got to buy the my pillow. Yeah. But here's a here's a scenario where uh, he's such a over the top Trump supporter that he gets attention from Donald Trump and therefore it just snowballs after that. But he really like he has no political like all he is, is I mean he's Like Alex Jones is a podcast, so, or a a show, right? Or he did, not anymore. Um, You know, I'm just trying to think, like, how, like, he's the
1: My Pillow guy. This is, this is an enigma. You know, Mike Lindell was willing to go a lot further than most other people in these claims about the election was being stolen. And obviously that got the attention of Donald Trump because Lindell was willing it. to go where other people in Trump's orbit were not willing to go. Do you think
0: it's because Mike Lindell, businessman, therefore Donald Trump loves a good white businessman and, and then those two guys are buddy-buddy because – You can't tell me that there aren't other people out there that are crazier about, like, Tim Rantham's got to be just as crazy as Mike Lindell about the the election, 2020 election. I think
1: the business aspect has a lot to do with it, and you know which business advertises a lot on Donald Trump's (laughs) favorite TV channel, Fox News. You see your fair share of MyPillow ads. It's not even just MyPillow. You can get my sheets. You can get my, I don't know. My slippers, I I think.
0: My slippers. All right, we got to take a break. (laughs) could be the only am station to plays beastie boys too brass monkey 1987 this is way before you i'm saying a thinking. little bit a little bit like before you were here yeah right were you born yeah welcome back to wizm's lacrosse talk pm we're only am station to play rap music maybe <laughs> There's got to be like some college station that has oh, a wrap, has an AM AM signal, right? Yeah,
1: where the signal is like a two block radius. What goes
0: on on the UWL radio station? Do you have like a Trogowski hour?
1: I, I do not, but I actually don't know a lot about our college radio station. Have to get involved, yeah. Um, all right, so we were we were talking, we were kind of all over
0: the place in a, in a fun way we have we have hardy's gate got hardy's with gate. mike lindell and the Pillow guy getting the fbi raid during the during in and what i picture was so when you picture mike lindell getting raided by the fbi in the drive through at a hardy's in Mankato, minnesota do you picture him in his vehicle or i picture him walking through the drive through for whatever <laughs> reason i don't know maybe a pillow under his arm i just i don't i don't even because I,
1: I what does Michael Lindell drive? You I know? have no idea. I, you hear these stories now and then about people going on a horse through a drive-through. You know, so <laughs> well, or in, yeah, in
0: like Hortonville, you go through a tractor every sure. once in a while. When we have bring your tractor to to school day, um, and then we we also talked about we got we we got in the Brett Favre gate, yep. where Brett Favre was using uh, welfare money of all things, one point one million dollars in a five million dollar scheme to use welfare money to build a volleyball center at his. Old college, which is his daughter's current college, um, and then just journalism, kind of uncovering that. I don't know if journalism actually. Mike Lindell kind of broke the story on himself about the Hardy thing. And
1: Mike Lindell was sharing information about the FBI search with like everyone, and literally, okay. So there's a
0: couple of things about the Mike. He shares the Instagram live video, yep, and that's how we know about this. He also he he admits that he was at a Hardy's drive-thru. I would never admit to anybody that I was ever at a Hardy's drive-thru. I'm sorry, Hardee's. I just wouldn't admit it. I will definitely go. I'll admit this now. I would go to a Hardy's drive-thru. I wouldn't have any uh, but I'm not I'm not gonna eat in the restaurant. And I'm not going to eat with you like if you and I were gonna go eat somewhere after you know, like I mean we're gonna go watch the football game or something, right? We're not going to Hardy's man. Hardy's is seclusion only. Like I'm going to my basement. And to eat in the dark, you know, like that's what I do with Hardy's food. Sorry. Um, eat
1: a really delicious greasy burger in the dark.
0: So so Mike Lindell admits that. He also admits that the, the FBI stole his phone and his computer. That's what he said in this video. Right. And then he goes to Instagram Live. He goes, I don't have a phone. I don't have a computer. Well, what the hell are you talking on then? Because you're doing a Facebook Live video from what appears to be a computer. Because like, he's sitting at his desk and then he's and he's bragging about how the FBI told him not to share this with anyone. And then he like laughs, like, Yeah, I'll do that. You know, at the end of the video he kind of laughs and shows whatever the piece of paper was. Right. Um just a lot of that was that was very weird. So Mike Lindell's breaking his own news story there. It's great.
1: Yeah, and we don't really know how this all adds up. We know that it's part of an investigation in Colorado related to and a public official giving unauthorized access to someone who wanted yeah. to just poke around a little bit in the voting machines. Just poke, poke around a little
0: around. bit. We don't even know. It's so, right? Like the, the way voting works, like we, we're very. And we have these like seminars in in La Crosse, the city clerk of the county clerk, I think it's city clerk, Nikki Elson, I think it is, or maybe it's this.
1: Uh, they do a great job. But in they're, they're putting on se- yes.
0: seminars where yes. you can go and, and learn about how the voting system works. It
1: is so important to be transparent with the public about how the voting system works, how but, the voting machines work. And we do a great job of that in Lacrosse.
0: But I think it's complicated. I think the checks and balances in, in whether or not somebody cast a fraud fraudulent, fraudulent, is that the right word? Sure. Fraudulent vote. Um, because, we, you know what, we never did talk about the guy in Kenosha oh, that yeah. that took out like Hairy nine, Harry Waite, yeah. took out like nine, I believe it was nine absentee ballots, had them all sent to either his house or his friend's house. He got like permission from, he got permission from his friends to have the absentee ballots sent to his house. And one of those absentee ballots requested was from Robin Voss, the assembly speaker, <laughs> the most, uh, the longest tenured House Speaker or Assembly Speaker in the history of Wisconsin. Yep. So so immediately you think, wow, if I can go on and have Robin Voss's ballot sent to my house, there must be loopholes in the system that need to be, and that's what Harry was thinking, right? That's what this guy was thinking.
1: Yeah, he was going on myvote.wi.gov. That's where you request an absentee ballot if you want to vote by mail. He wanted to prove that you can request a ballot for anyone, not just yourself. That if you have a little bit of information about someone, you can figure out how to request an absentee ballot, get it sent to you, and I guess commit voter fraud in the process. And no doubt there are ways to improve the absentee voting system. There might be some additional safeguards that need to be put in. What he didn't prove is that this can be done at scale, right? He did nine people, but nine people don't decide an election.
0: But he did nine people, but he only he only took the first step to get these absentee ballots.
1: And he did not cast the ballots.
0: He, yeah, if you cast the ballots, then there's going to be red flags everywhere. Yep. Uh, the only thing I would like to know, and, and I, I guess I could get one of the clerks on from the county or the city, what's the next step? Because he, if Robin Voss now goes to vote, which he would have, and if he votes in person, which he would have, right? He's a Republican, therefore he's almost like by duty has to vote in person to, to, for that show, right? He needs that Instagram video, um. Then does is there a red flag like, hey, you you took out an yeah, absentee ballot? Yeah, you already ballot. voted. You yeah. had an. Absentee well, you didn't either. vote because the absentee ballot's just out in the ether, right? right? It's just right. Out, it's at Harry's house, right? right? So is there a like, oh, you can't vote in person because yeah? So did Robin Voss vote? "Quote unquote" illegally because somebody else took absentee, but it doesn't work that way because, no. we, and we don't understand the system totally.
1: Yeah, I think if people better understood the system, it would be quite helpful. That's why I think these efforts at transparency in lacrosse are so important to build confidence in the system. And like I said, Rick, of course, there's going to be a few instances of voter fraud. There's going to be a few instances of people casting ballots with wrong addresses that happened in the cross the biggest instance the biggest
0: instance like group instance of voter fraud in the 2020 election i believe here was the 15 um uh what what would you say the 15 ballots cast through a a wrong address so not a po box but a ups box yep and it like it went we we reported on it but that was it nobody nobody took it to the highest level of the media of Fox News or whatever you wherever you want to go with the conspiracy because it was just people that don't live here in the winter that use UPS as their PO box address cuz
1: probably it's probably just cheaper than getting a PO box. Absolutely, Rick, and people can make honest mistakes when they're voting. That happens all the time, and that's exactly what happened in this situation with the UPS store in downtown Lacrosse. A few people had registered to vote with the UPS store as their address obviously that's inappropriate, but to my knowledge, they were not prosecuted. They were not punished no. because it was just an honest mistake.
0: Yeah. It was, it wasn't even inappropriate. It was just that you put the UPS because that's where you want your mail sent. Sure. And then you're like, but Oh, that
1: is not a valid address for a vote Right. Because I
0: need to be in my district. They Correct. just, because you, you oh, like, well, like when you buy something online, you got billing address, shipping address, yep. sometimes they're different. Right. And that's kind of how this worked. They needed a sort of a billing address and a shipping address. They needed a where you live and then where should we mail this this absentee ballot. Um,
1: and Rick, by the way, with absentee ballots, this has come up in recent court rulings because you really have to be careful now after a recent court ruling about how the witness to the absentee ballot filling out, the person who witnesses yeah. you filling out the ballot, they have to be very careful to put the correct address on the ballot, the address for the witness, because the court said that clerks cannot fill in an incomplete address. If it's there's an incomplete address on the little form you fill out with your absentee ballot, then that vote cannot be counted. The clerks cannot fix that mistake. So it could mean that a few more votes get thrown out in the upcoming election. Just little mistakes with people filling out the wrong address, not Having a complete address, and that could result in some votes being disqualified.
0: We made a big kerfuffle about this kerfuffle. In, before the last election because about twenty, I think, uh, there, there we were going to kick two hundred thousand people off the voter rolls because yep. they hadn't registered the right. vote, and when it and I think we did, I think Wisconsin did, and when it was all said and done, it was like those people didn't re-register; those people weren't voting anyway, so it wasn't right. you know. But we make a big hubbub, blue two hundred thousand. That's all, you know. All Republican votes, or all Democrat votes, that are going on, you know, as if it wouldn't have been a hundred thousand one way and a hundred thousand the other way. Um, and and now we, you know, we do this. But uh, the the idea that the idea that we fight about this, the the the, the, the witness, the like putting a wit, like having yeah. a witness. Like, the, the stupidest things what we have to do to cast a ballot. Like, okay, the witness, sure. Like, like, what are you, sitting there, Tregoski, is my fill-out-my-ballot? Hey, Let
1: do- me make sure. Oh, Rick, are you really going to vote for Joe Biden here? Hey, like the I witness. do. I do a witness for my wife. My wife does the witness for me, and we watch each other like a hawk <laughs> when we are filling out our ballots, making sure that no one else is filling out our ballots for us. Right, so there's that.
0: But also then um, – you better not be taking that absentee ballot for your wife out to the mailbox because like 10 years in prison, federal prison.
1: Yeah, more court rulings. Rick, what is so interesting about Wisconsin is that we have a consistent stream of court rulings in this state. It's happened with every election that I've seen in this state in recent years. There's a consistent stream of court rulings that always throw a little bit of a curveball in how the election works and which votes can get counted and how registration might work, uh, how filling out and submitting your ballot might work. So this is not a good state when it comes to having straightforward advice for voters because oftentimes we don't have that. Oftentimes we have court rulings that go right up until the 11th hour in an election that really affect how people can and cannot vote. So I think what the people need is clarity. We've seen situations where people have their ballot disqualified, not because they had ill intent but just because they were a little bit confused and that could be the result of unclear guidance about how they can go about casting a valid ballot
0: yeah uh making it harder to vote the republican idea that people always uh gripe about that's the republicans are trying to make it harder to vote but when you make it the witness statement or the witness signage has to be complete yep um and you're trying to have like eighty year olds do that. Gee, I wonder who's 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 gonna make it harder to vote in that regard. All right, we gotta talk about Kerfuffle when we come back. All right, welcome back to lacrosse talk PM. You to be lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Tragoski in here. We're talking about Hardys mostly. Yeah. I did million dollar again. What? Again? Ugh. um all right, we got two things to talk about. First of all, Tim Michaels is running for governor in the Republican Party. He's hosting a rally. Yep. Or or Ron DeSantis is hosting a rally. Yep. In Green Bay, at is it six o'clock mm-hmm. on Sunday night? Yeah. How many people are going to this? Just <laughs> uh, oh, oh, by the way, the Packers play at seven twenty. Kickoff at seven twenty at Lambeau Field. Against the Bears. So so okay, yeah, against the Bears, the oldest rivalry in all of sports, all of the NFL. I think not all of sports because baseball is like two hundred years old, but um like 150 people going to this rally well you got to go to the r- i mean 6 p.m get to the rally get out get 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 home kind of like church right you go to the 11 o'clock mass the 11 o'clock mass always ends at 11 45 so you've got 15 minutes to get home for kickoff you got a bucket so this rally is going to last an hour and then you're going to have to get out of there but if it's in green bay i don't know exactly where in green bay but good luck driving around Good luck yeah. driving around. Way to hold a rally at 6 p.m. before a Packer Monday night football game, the first Monday night football game of the season, the first home game of the season. Uh, I say Monday night, Sunday night football Sunday game. Night. And Vikings ag- Monday night. And against the Bears. Don't point at me like Vikings that. Vikings Monday night. <laughs> so, okay, so there's that. Stupid. Ron De- and Ron DeSantis, who's who's trafficking migrants across the country uh, like it's some game. Like, yeah, hey, we'll ship these people and lie to them. Those people also, when with those people in Texas, those migrants from Venezuela, when they end up, from texas and florida and they end up at martha's vineyard they're probably like hell yeah this is way better than freaking texas or wherever you know like or wherever they would have been in florida uh they probably get there and they're like wow this is Mar- this is a great place although they have no prospects for jobs a place like that has no like uh, ability this would be like shipping them the Trempolo and Trempolo's is like we don't have a homeless coordinator mm-hmm. we're gonna have to send them to lacrosse that's what would happen Um, All right, the other thing, kerfuffle. I mentioned that before. Kerfuffle. This is literally the statement from Derek Van Orden. Mentions kerfuffle, first sentence. In terms of Brad Path running for the third congressional district, the U.S. House District here in the La Crosse, the greater La Crosse area, and most of the third of Wisconsin, essentially, uh, Derek Van Orden's a Republican candidate. Not going to debate.
1: Yeah, Rick, you know, I'm part of the coalition that is trying to arrange a debate in this campaign between Derek Van Orden and Brad Path. We just want a debate to happen. We are open to discussions with both sides about the format. Derek Van Orden had the idea of having a town hall format. I'm open to that idea. I think it's a really intriguing idea, and I was thinking a lot about that today, how we could pull that off. Some of what I think were the most successful presidential debates have been the town hall format where they find undecided voters who ask really good questions that reflect the concerns of ordinary, everyday people. So I understand Derek Van Orden's concerns, and I want to be respectful of that. And I want to work with him in good faith to hopefully try to make this debate happen. It was not a promising sign, this statement that he put out. Uh, This has been a really escalating fight between Brad Paff and Derek Van Orden. They've gone back and forth throughout the week where Brad Path was challenging Derek Van Orden to three debates. Then he said, well, I'll do the one at UW-La Crosse. And then Derek Van Orden has declined to do the debate at UW-La Crosse. And now we're just trying to figure out, okay, where are we at this point where – we have an agreement from Brad Papp to do a debate on the UWL campus. Derek Van Orden has not agreed to that. He has a different idea. And look, we just want a debate, Rick. Like, I'm open-minded about the format, but we have a really proud tradition in western Wisconsin of debates. I've inherited this from Joe Heim. Joe Heim did an incredible job for so many years. Did and you, we, just want this to, we just want this tradition to continue. Did you not just host the debate
0: two years ago with Bronkine and Derek Van Orden? Yeah, we did. So didn't that go fine? Yeah. I th- thought it went fine. <laughs> it went just fine. Um, also, Van Orden's throwing, like, the media under the bus. Uh, the yeah, biased yeah. media coordinating with the Democratic Party, which which is, is laughable. Anyway, that's all the time we have. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Tchaikovsky.